Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Josh, and Josh has had a lifetime of really strange encounters with the paranormal. Josh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you on, mate. Your email that you sent over is chilling, to, to tell you the truth. It's it's quite a, a life you've lived with, um, I guess, just really strange encounters happening, and they really started at quite a young age for you. They started around when you're about 10 years old. Are you able to walk us through these first set of encounters and just tell us what happened there? Yeah, um, this, yeah, well, one night mum was up with friends and they were having a drink, you know, as it goes, and I went to bed and um, where I was living was on a farm, it was an old house, and when in the room, I never really liked this room for some reason, like I really hated it, it just got really bad vibes off it, still to this day. Anyways, I'm laying down and... It's very, very hard to explain the feelings it was of I was laying down on my back and I felt this extremely heavy presence sitting on top of me. I was completely awake and I was getting visions of extreme anger and um, violence and only thing I can remember as a kid of it was there was this lady legit legit getting punched in the face in my vision by a man with like um a goatee beard and he was hitting her and she was carrying i couldn't understand what was going on. i couldn't move i couldn't get up and by the time like i broke out of that i bolted out to the room and everyone was just in shock like me bawling my eyes out 
I couldn't explain what it was, even though I know what I've seen in my visions. It was just so surreal to be in that situation of trying to explain it but not being able to and no one by kind of believing you. So it's one of those stories that only a handful of people have been told until tonight was your show. So when you say visions, was this were you asleep when you saw these or were you kind of having these visions as you were just laying there? I was fully awake. Like I could see it in my just in my vision, in my eyes, like it was just straight in front of me. Like it was a dark room, but I could see the kind of like a glow of it in my eyes. It was weird. I wonder if that was in your mind's eye because if the way you, the way you're explaining it, it almost sounds like this was something that was that you were kind of envisioning that that actually wasn't there. So that kind of tells me. I wonder if this was something that you're seeing internally, and maybe that's the only way that you can say that you were seeing it was by saying I can actually see it physically happening there. Mm. Now, it was a real weird experience. It only happened once, but I, just, I still remember it because it was, it was so crazy that it's one of those memories you just never forget. And that would have been quite traumatizing at 10 years old to, oh, to see such violence. Unbelievable. Mm, unbelievable. It was, it, that's what's, that's what it's kept, you know, it's kept in my mind for so long. Like you just don't forget those types of things. And what was the reaction from everyone when you came out? Was that something really difficult for you to, to explain? Uh, confusion. Like, they were just, like, looking at me going, what's wrong? What, what's happened? And the, I remember what I said. I said, there's a piece of hay and it's broken off. That is only words that I could get, like straw. It's breaking in half. It was these, that's all I could say. Like, it sounds stupid, but... That's all I remember saying to him. I just couldn't get the rest out. And what do you think that was in regards to? Do you think that was you maybe speaking more metaphorically about the the straw breaking or something like that? Oh, I could not even put it together if I tried. It's it's really hard to explain. It's real confusing still to this day. That's why I kind of really keep it to myself because I even I think it's like well. And how does that make sense? But I know what I've seen. It's weird. It's It makes me wonder if you were seeing an actual event happen elsewhere because mm. there's there's people out there who are um, empaths who are able to, to feel things and, and see things that, you know, aren't really quite uh, explainable in that sense. And I, I kind of wonder if you have some kind of ability in that sense because you know that's a empaths usually connect with with people or, or even animals who have uh are having a quite a an emotive or an emotional uh situation happen to them and i wonder if that's what was going on there i mean i'm absolutely spitballing but i yeah yeah that just kind of fits the bill for for what i'm hearing hmm i, I could never put it down to anything but what you're saying kind of like lines up when you think about it do you find that you are able and this this might sound a little bit airy fairy depending on how you feel about this Mm. stuff but do you find that you're able to connect with people who are having an emotional a situation happen to them or do you feel like you can feel people's happiness or sadness oh i'm definitely one of those people who have had a lot going on in their life that 
very broken and I love to see somebody happy before, you know, if I'm seeing them, if I can see that they're down, I'm like, yeah, no, I know I've been there. I know that feeling, you know, I'd really not going to let this person go through that. So I try my best to get through to them and, you know, see what's going on. Yeah, I wonder if that is the case then, because I, I'm absolutely no expert on this, but I wonder if there's someone out there who who does understand this a little bit more than me, because I've only spoken to a handful of people who have, you know, had these types of abilities, I would say, and, you know, they they may be able to shine a little bit more light onto you, but from from what I can see on your, your email, you know, your, your life has been quite... Um, I guess eventful might be the the word I would say here yeah. because this this next story it's it's quite um quite heartbreaking. Um, would you be comfortable talking about what happened when you were twelve years old? Yeah. Um, uh, about twelve, I was almost thirteen. Um, my mother passed away from an aneurysm, and I still remember the night beforehand uh my brother and i were on the computer and um our mum's room was to the right if you look to your right and then it's straight left door and it was in there and as we got up to go out of the uh computer room because my brother lived down the back in this big bus that was like all decked out and we went to go we got to bed and i said yeah good night mum, love you and i still remember she kind of slurred these words of love you and um, that was it. Woke up on the Saturday and um, there was an ambulance coming rushing to the door. And I was like, oh, what's going on? I thought it was my cousins, you know, being trapped by a horse or something. But nah, she come out on the stretcher and away she went. And um, yeah, we never even, we personally never got to say goodbye. She was already gone by the time she left the um, room. Which, yeah. I'm so sorry that happened. <clears throat> that is that's devastating you know that's something that you you never want to hear happen and i'm i'm sorry that happened to you there josh ah uh, so i i kind of i've come to terms with it for sure it's taken me a little while but i accept it for what it is nothing you can do there's nothing that can i'm telling someone anyone here listening this you know if you haven't been there or you have there's nothing that can ever prepare you for losing you're like your mother is like your rock to everything. Especially at such a young age as well. And mm. you know, that's a that's a pretty tough time for a kid at that age and to, to have that happen, that would have been just kind of world crushing and then the, yeah, the encounter definitely. that you that you kinda of had while yeah. while there. Yeah, um after the funeral Everyone's having a drink on the deck, like you do. And my brother was on the computer, and I went. I was looking for the mattress to go sleep in the lounge room, and I'm looking in the couple of rooms. Every door was was very close. It was like there was door there, there, and there. And um, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, I better go into my room. It might be in my room." I was like, "No, nah, it might be in Mum's room." So as I looked in the doorway, there was the lamp was on. And it was just a shade of a light, you know, you could just see in there. And there was no word of a lie. As I put my head in this door, there were, there was my mum. There she I could see her from waist height. She was in a white 
um, her white top that she was was in, it was like a white top, and her hair was all done really nicely. Like she used to be able to go out, smile on her face, and a very light glow around her. It was like a pretty much what you'd see in a movie. The like the glow that they have, they put her in the purse, like the aura. It was exactly like that, and it was a splitting image of her. And I put my head back in the door to go for another look, and I went, I just like to see that. I turned around, and my hands were out in front of me in just complete shock. And my brother looked at me and said, Josh, what did you just see? And I didn't even say a word to him. I just walked outside, grabbed, went up to my nan, started crying, and I said, I, I just seen mum in the room. And that's what I remember, that story. But it was so surreal. I still remember the image. That is, that is just so heartwarming because I wonder if that was your mum coming back to say goodbye to you because yeah, you didn't get was, the chance. That was it. Yeah, that was the only time that that I've ever seen her in my life. It was only then, and it's been the only time since. What did your brother Denny say? Because did your did your brother see it? No, it was just me. He was on the computer doing his thing. And as I put my head into the door, she, there she was just kind of like behind the mattress because it was like a long, oh, it was like along the wall, but then it was, it was kinked out from the wall. So it was just resting on the wall, but she was behind the end of it. And I was like, there she was, just her waist up. And it was a big glow. It was crazy. How long do you think you, you were there looking at her? Blink of an eye. It was it was just that you see it and then I popped my head back. It was kind of like I looked in the door and looked back and it was in that time frame of putting a head inside a door and pulling it out. That's what that's about the time. And when you when you look back in there, was she gone? Yeah. And that's what made me free. That's what made my arms just stand up and I was like Yeah. It was it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty crazy thing to see. What was the reaction from your from your nan and the the rest of the family when you when you told them about what you just saw? I kind of I got the uh, the feeling of you know I'm just you know putting it on in a sense, but I just remember saying I seen mum and it was like oh you know I'm sure you did. And it was just kind of like it was a little bit brushed off because I didn't know how they knew. I didn't know how they were going to take it. Yeah. So they kind of they were just like, "Yep, yeah, okay." You know, it's been a big day. <laughs> you know, we don't want to get into that. Yeah, I. That would have been quite hard to process, I imagine, mm-hmm. because you know you you've suffered such a such a great loss, and then you've got to have this, you know, this this tiny fleeting moment to to see your mum one last time and then mm. to to try and explain that to your other family members and to have them kind of just almost brush it off as a well yeah, he, he's it, just thinking he saw that that would have been pretty exactly, tough yes yeah definitely um what the most weirdest thing about the whole seeing her was is before she passed away she was really sick and she was really drawn out. She was really skinny. She just wasn't looking very healthy. But when I seen her 
when I put my head in that door, she was healthy. She was like when she, there was nothing wrong with her back when she was really, really healthy and stuff. So that's what really made me. That was another image that I can't get out of my head. Like it's back when she was, she was happy, you know, she was healthy looking and she just seemed happy. Type thing. It's almost like you saw her in her prime that, you know, she's, yes. she's moved on in that, yep. you know, she's in a better place that she's, she's healthy. She's happy. Definitely. Definitely. What was your your reaction to that? Because I mean, I, I completely understand that you know you're you would be absolutely an emotional wreck after that. Did you? Was it something that you always wanted to go back in there and see her again? Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. You know, expect. I was almost scared in in, in one sense from the pure shock of it, but another was like, you know, make yourself seen, you know, make yourself known. Like, oh, I want to see you again. Like, you know, as you do, you, you just, I just cried for hours, like praying that, you know, this was it, the most saddest part is when your mum's always around, if you're in one room, you think she's in another, and you go to that room and you know she's just in another, you finally play that game for months in your head. You know, you'll be so if you go into your room and you look for her, you just think, "Oh, she's in another room." Like you legit start. It takes a long time for your brain to process that she's actually not there anymore, and it's really hard to, you know, going into one room and thinking, "Oh, she's in," the, and then you catch yourself in the moment of, "No, she's actually gone." Like you got to remember that, not think she's just in another room. I would imagine the fact that you saw her that mm. one time that would have just made you want to keep checking yes, every room definitely. over and over yep you always find yourself like just that quick glance here quick glance there hoping to see something but it, it just never come back did your brothers ever get a moment like that mm. not off the top of my head um, no I, I couldn't tell you at this point yeah, I've never really asked my brother. They kind of all, my younger brothers and stuff, they kind of shut it out a bit. They were really young. They were really, really young. They kind of, yeah, they just shut it out type thing. But they've never told me any stories. I'm like the only one really to see, actually see something. What was their reaction about all of this? I mean, they, they may have been pretty young at the time, but is this something that you've shared with them, I guess, yeah, now that my- they're older? Yeah, my older brother, yes, he's like, that's crazy. Because he told me about your show. And um, I was like, yep, I have to tell people these stories because, you know, they are crazy. Like, not crazy, they they are, you know, there is something else. It was was definitely real. Yeah. Was there there any other strange encounters that you, you had around that time? And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, um, I was <clears throat> just uh, maybe a couple of weeks after she passed. I was, um, you know, everything just kind of went a bit you know, haywire and stuff around the house. And I was sleeping on the lounge one night <clears throat> at two o'clock. Um, you know, imagine you're sleepwalking, but you're awake. You know, you can see everything you're doing, but you have no control on what you're doing. I got up at two in the morning and believe it or not, I started folding my blanket perfectly like my mother would, corner to corner, just OCD type style. My house was so, the house was, when my mother was around, was so clean to get off, get off the floor, legitimately. Just was really bad OCD with it. So I'm folding my blanket at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I find myself slowly doing small things around the house, cleaning and tidying it up. I'm being, I'm, I'm completely awake and knowing exactly what I'm doing, but I have just no control over my, what I'm doing. So I'm just kind of going with it and talking and stuff, not really understanding what's going on. I walk to my, um, mum's room where my stepfather was and he was asleep and put my head in the door and I'm saying um, Orville because that's what she called him she's like Orville uh, I, I was saying Orville um, where's the vacuum and I'm thinking I said about three or four times he didn't wake up and um, I kind of turned back around I walked out I sat on the lounge for a second and I went to pick the blanket up and I snapped out of it like just like your ears popped and I grabbed my blanket and I went, what am I doing? I looked up at the, up the wall and it was two o'clock in the morning. Grabbed my blanket and flipped it over me and went back to sleep. And I woke up the next day and I kind of like didn't really believe what happened. And it, I let that door, I let that, you know, uh, sit in my head for many, many, many years, not thinking much of it. And I finally spoke about it to my brother and he went, oh, he just goes, I've got goosebumps. He goes, she was definitely, she definitely was in your body, bro. She was there because she was making you do that. So I don't know what it was. It was, it was, man, it gives me a goosebumps right now thinking about it because it was legit. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a spooky type of encounter because to, to not have control over your body and, and to be doing things that you normally wouldn't. I know if I was a 12-year-old, mate, I would definitely not be cleaning the house. At 2 o'clock in the morning, who wakes up at 2 o'clock and starts <laughs> folding their own blankets and asks for the vacuum? Like, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, It's not exactly. normal. <laughs> and um, what what was your reaction after that? Because uh, it seems like your, your brother was a little bit more on board about what was kind of going on there. Yeah, and that uh, was a couple of years after. Oh, that was right. a fair, that was a fair few years. This was back like only uh, when I was in my twenties, like early twenties, like maybe twenty years old, twenty two, twenty three. Like I never really, I never talked to people about these things because I people won't believe me. But 
I only tell selected people who are really on that same level. And it even sounds like a lot of your family members were maybe either too young or just maybe completely unaccepting of what you were Mm -hmm. experiencing. Yeah, definitely. That would have been pretty tough to, to have these things happen. And did you feel a little bit isolated, a little bit alone because of that? Um, I wouldn't say alone. Um, I just felt like, why me? It's like, what, you know, what's going on type thing? Like, I thought it was normal, you know, being at that age, you don't know what's kind of what, you don't know what's normal. So, you know, you're still working out who you are as a person and this stuff's going on. You're just like putting that in the, you know, I'll look at that stuff later, you know, and then I kind of, you know, locked that away for a while and then once I was a bit older and I started working out what's going on, and I started remembering those things and I'm going, oh, that was real. That was hectic, actually. You know, that stuff doesn't happen every day. Does it make you think about, like, potential other things that happened in that house and mm-hmm. you kind of just brushed over them, thinking, yeah, that was yep. just normal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still remember when um, uh, my brother was sleeping in that same room when I had those visions and... He never would, he would never, still to this day, he doesn't sleep with the light on, uh, light, sorry, with the light off. He always has to have a light on. I always ask him because I'm just scared of the dark. You know, he's like, bloody 20 now and he still doesn't sleep with the light, light off. Oh, wow. And he's really? Got, and he's got, he's got a missus and two kids and he has to have a light on all the time. So I've got a feeling he's, he's gone through something, but he hasn't told us yet in that same room because, um, we had a lamp on the floor and somehow that lamp's fallen over and caught fire on the bed. Oh wow! And um, yeah, the the bed caught fire, and I still remember him coming out, and he's like, "My eyes are burning, my eyes are burning." You know, I was still asleep, and I was like, "No, you'll be right, you're right." Not thinking that's going on. And I woke up, and the house is just full of smoke, and I'm my very my my stepfather's already going to work because he went to work early, and I was like seeing the smoke, and I was like, "Whoa!" And he was sleeping in the lounge, and he had all these burns on the bottom of his feet, and I got him out of the house, and. It was inside the mattress. The mattress was, was like smoldering inside. Put it all out, and yeah, long story short, that's, but yeah, that room that's really was worrying. weird. Mm. The house is demolished now. They when I sold the property, and the house got smashed. And it, one part of me, you know, yeah, I drive past it here and there. Sometimes when I go for a drive and see where I go up, but part of me like is happy that that room's gone, and the part of me, you know cries because that was my you know that's where i grew up as a kid yeah there would be there's a lot of emotional energy attached to that place Mm. big time a lot of bad things happened a lot of just bad stuff in that house what do you think was in that room do you think there was do you think there was just evil in there do you think there was just Mm. something bad something something i never liked it when we'll um when we when we first ever moved in we never had a carpet we had um uh, concrete floors and it was just ice cold in that room and uh, me and my brother mum used to go yep go to bed yep all good all really young like you know it's just like eight nine years old probably younger and my brother would be like you awake and as you do you siblings you awake yeah and he goes he goes come jump in here with me man I'm too like we're scared like we just sleep head to toe all the time it's just something about that room even he would tell you the same thing as I hated that room. Yeah, I hate sleeping in there. 
if two people are saying the same thing about a room, it's got to have something going on with it, I think, because to it's easy for brothers to tell stories and the and to freak the other one out. And you know, I used to do that all the time to my younger brother. Yeah. But to to go that extra strap and actually sleep in a bed together, you know, you there's got to be something in there that kind of make you just feel that uneasy yeah. to do that. Yeah, it never. I'm not sure. Like I'm trying to think back. Then this is gone. You know, a long time ago. But I'm trying to think back. Like, if I've ever seen anything or glance at something that I, you know, shouldn't have. But nothing really pops up in my brain other than those visions. And even those visions, you know, they're they're terrifying enough on their own to yeah, that was chaos. Yeah, to that was pure evil. I I just cannot imagine seeing something so violent so young because, you know, when you're that age, you know, you'll watch movies and and stuff like that. When you know, violence is violence, but to see that no, with your own eyes, you it real, yeah, it's completely it's, different. It'll it'll eat you from the inside. Trust me. Was that something? No, I still have those visions. Is that something that kind of just plays on your mind all the time? All the time. It's something that you just never forget. It's like, whew, yeah, that's that definitely happened. You know. Does it ever make you worry that you saw something real happening there? Don't know the 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 way. I don't know. Who, who knows? That could have been the old people that used to live there. You know, what, what am I? What if I'm seeing previous, um, previous encounters of the house? You know, it, it's showing itself. Like this is what this was place was like, and maybe they, maybe they've died, and they're still there. That evil spirit is still in the house, and I don't know. But I'm just spitballing myself. But maybe that is still around in the house type thing. Yeah, kind of like the the impression of evil was so so bad that it's just imprinted on that house forever. Yeah. Now that I look back on it, I heard back when, I only heard this recently, back when the house was, um, before my, my nun brought it, uh, it was very um, like an outlaw motorcycle gangs used to hang out there and that was like it was a big shed big pinball machines and stuff like that everywhere and now that I think about what I've seen the person actually was he had goatee beard type thing and stuff so I was like maybe maybe put two and two together something's happened in that place and it's still there yeah yeah that's it's it's a great theory and but yeah it's uh it's it's you know it's something that you may never know but to i think you're probably on a on a, on a good wicket there to say the evil that was there was maybe imprinted from from a previous mm. previous resident yeah well mate let's let's move on because this next one is <laughs> this is terrifying to be honest this tell me about what happened when you're in this caravan mate because i read this email and i i can't even fathom it can you yeah, can you tell no, me what happened no one's here? gonna believe no one's gonna believe this one even i don't believe it because things don't you know feel things like that so my brother we had this caravan right so we had this door between it i had my room at the back my brother had heats in the front 
and um, my brother had his computer chair and his computer set up right at the front where the front door is in the front section where you'd have all the dining tables. So we had all that ripped out in our little computer area. And with the lock on the caravan, you had to put your finger inside the door. Anyone would know this who's had on a caravan before. Put your finger inside, up, and you pull on the latch, pull it down, and open the door. Well, nine times out of ten, my brother would be on the computer. And he'd have his hand there, and he'd lean back and open the door for me, which his hands, he, I'd feel his hands, and I'd go, thanks, bro. Open the door, do what we need to do. Anyways, this one day, just cruising on down there like normal, and I put my fingers in the door, and I felt uh, fingers help guide me to the latch. They were soft, and they were like, they were neutral. They weren't warm. They weren't cold. They were just fingers. I know some people are probably not believing this right now, but I know what I felt was real. I put my fingers in the door, and as I pulled the latch down, they went away, just like my brother would. I've opened the door, and by the time I could say, thanks, Brett, he wasn't there on the computer. And I, my brain started spinning. I was, like, getting lightheaded and almost like, you know, you're speechless. I got, I ran in the, in the thing, and I thought, no, nah, he's playing me. So I've opened my door up. I've opened up the cupboards. And I went to this, I went as far as open up the DVD covers at the top of the thing just to be sure. You know, I was thinking, he's, this is definitely did not just, I did not just feel somebody's fingers in this, in this caravan. I got out and I ran up and sure enough, he's in the house. And I was like, mm, and I'm flicking my fingers and I'm going, I just felt someone's hand. And he's like, what? And he didn't believe me. I was like, no, seriously, man, I just felt somebody's fingers in that caravan. He's like, oh, no. Um, yeah, it was, that was real. Like, that was crazy. That one. I have no words for that. That's that's I know, the stuff like, that you I hear. I can laugh about it because I can laugh about it because I was like, you know, it's as crazy as it sounds, but it's something that actually happened. So I just find it. I just find it funny. I was like, wow, that was real. That's the type of stuff that you hear in a movie just before mm-hmm. things start going crazy. And oh yeah. I, oh, man, I couldn't imagine my reaction if I, I put my hand into a door handle and there was someone else's hand in there. Well, you, you wouldn't think about it because you think that somebody else letting you in. But realistically, there was no one there. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to sleep in this caravan from now on. Did you stay in the caravan? Oh, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> sleeping outside. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. I um. I, I completely understand that feeling of you, you feeling kind of lightheaded, like you're about to pass out because... That's a did, that's a realization. Yeah, it was yeah, complete spin out. It was just like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out. Like that was no, that wasn't real. Because it's one of those moments where it's like, wow, this this world just got turned upside down. Because yeah, what what just happened there? Pure shock, just pure shock. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's I still incredible. feel the fingers. I can still feel those fingers. Still, this, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Makes like makes me still flick my hand now. Like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, that's uh, that's creepy. And I guess you you'll never know what that was. Do you do you do you think about it often? Yeah. Um. Yes, I do because my auntie about a week before she went down there and opened the door up, and there was an old lady sitting in the bed, and she slammed the door and got out of there. She didn't tell us. You're joking. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Just you know. But there was an old, she said there was an old lady sitting on the bed, on my brother's bed. So I just went, 
two and two. Okay, mad. Wow. And you know what? That's like a little bit of, I guess, confirmation about something Mm -hmm. was going on in there. That's where I put it down. I was like, that was real. That was definitely either the old lady helping me out, you know, definitely felt no evil presence in there. It was just a nice calm. Everything was always calm, unlike where I grew up. Yeah, I still don't know how you you slept in that van after that, I guess, but probably good that you only found that out Mm. later on. Yeah, definitely. So- Let's let's move on to your your final story here because this is something that um this is something interesting that which kind of happened to your nan and your auntie from from what I'm reading here. Are you able to yeah. tell us what happened here? Yeah. Um. Okay. So what I'm about to tell you is what was told by me by my brother, who my nan told. She doesn't talk about it. The family doesn't talk about it. And it's kind of been very quiet. Um, so I'm just going off what he's told me. Believe it or not, but this is something you hear or see in a ghost adventure show type stuff that you go, oh, that's fake. But this one was hectic. So my cousin was going through some stuff and they couldn't work out what it was. You know, depression, anxiety. It was just really, really bad. She's just a really dark, dark place. And one night, she was staying down the road from my nan's at our auntie's. And, okay, hang on. I'll, I'll flip this back real quick. I'll rewind this. Back when she was living in my nan's place in Newcastle, my brother came home. He was pissed as, and he was walking down the, the hallway. And as he put his head in the door, he seen this big black shadow go off the bed and up through the roof. Now... He didn't say, he didn't realize at the time, he thought it was just a car shadow going across there, but he remembers there was no cars at the time. And when he's put his head in, the shadow went up off the bed. And he still to this day, he goes, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And when's, this now has gone back to the original story, when Stephanie was laying down, um, my auntie said to her, do you want a drink? And she was half asleep. She goes, yeah, sure. She's got up. She's walked away for no more than five minutes. And as she's come around the corner to look inside the door to go to her bedroom, here's my cousin halfway up the wall, pinned. And as she looks at her, she's half at the wall, and she just went, boom, and dropped to the ground. She's woken up and gone, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, my God. Ah, it's getting real, getting real. Anyways, so... She said, okay, shit, fuck, what's going on? She gets on the phone. She rings up her mom and nan and goes, you need to get down here because nan was very spiritual. She, she still is very spiritual. She's come down and she's going, going on in this corner away from her, wouldn't go near her. And she's like, you know, she said, get the fuck away from me, you dog. Um, you know, you bitch, you this, you that. She, why are you talking to me like that? And she's telling him, fuck off, fuck off, get away from me. And Nan's like, righto, all right, let's play this game then. So she's, she kind of just grabbed her Bible and started reading. And it got more crazy and more violent. She's trying to throw things at her. And 
this bit is where it gets crazy movie style. She started getting scratches up her leg, just starting to appear up her leg, up her arms, three scratches up her arms and stuff. And she started getting covered in them and she's going mental at her. And then just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading. And by the time it all happened, it all calmed down after a while. I can't re- remember what happened, but it all settled down. A priest had to get called after, you know, there was heaps of stuff got involved. Um, she had to get uh, gold in a in a sack and she had to sleep with the gold. They said it will keep the jackal away and stuff like that. I still don't understand it. Um but a lot of people, viewers, might understand that. You can shed some light on it. Um, yeah, just she had to sleep with the gold and they said that she had many, many entities connected to her, not just one. And they said that's the reason why she was so down, depressed, you know, segregated. It was because of that. Wow. That yeah. is... Wow. That's intense. Like... Mm. To to have that that kind of story or, or secret into in your family for it to kind of just be kept so close that is that's mm. genuinely terrifying and for for your auntie not to want to talk about that or your nan that's I've never even asked I've never even bring it up because I know that just like horror just true horror yeah. There's there's absolutely no words that I, I can say to to go with that, and it, it genuinely sounds like a a genuine case of possession for for mm. there to be essentially the the legitimate term of supernatural things happening there. Yeah, with the the person being pinned up against the wall and then snapping out of it and dropping. There is absolutely yeah. no explanation for that because it defines all physics and, and possibility. That's why they don't talk about it because they go, who is going to believe that? You know, who was actually going to stand there and get told that story and, and say, <clears throat> yeah, I believe you. You know, you just don't like that stuff doesn't happen in this real world. Yeah, it's. it's- it's, chaos. It, it it absolutely is chaos. It's and that's something that you you honestly you really couldn't share that with anyone without them kind of no. raising their no, eyebrows. No, people know that. They look at me and they like I've learnt to not share my stories to people because they look at me and go, "You're crazy." It's like no, I'm not crazy. It's just you have never experienced it before. Until you've experienced, then call me crazy. And I think that's a that's a really great point that that you make there. You know, I think a lot of people would want to believe that this stuff doesn't happen, and it's. I think a lot of people think it's easier to call those people or those encounters crazy, rather than face the fact that you know there is mm. genuine bad things out there that you don't know about, you have no control yeah. over. Yep, it's um, it's funny because. My partner always tries to get me watch, you know, horrors and ghost movies and stuff. And you know, I'm almost 29 years old, and I I can't watch a horror movie to save my own life. I just cannot handle the jolt or ghost movies. There's a reason why I've never ever um, 
visited a, a graveyard. Like anyone says to me, oh, let's go see a graveyard. I said, I'll tell you one rule in life. Don't fuck with the dead. That is one number one rule that I have lived by. Don't fuck with them. Leave them be. And I think that those are great words to, to kind of live by because – I always say to people, you know, I hear so many people who listen to this podcast and they say, I want to experience something. I want something crazy to happen to you me. You don't. And you really don't. And I think you are a great example of a guest who has had the, the craziest of crazy things happen to him. And I can guarantee you probably don't want 99% of them to happen to you ever again. No, no, I see enough in my dreams. You know, my dreams are just horrid. I just, you know, always, I'm just always, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like, you know, it's like the only, it's like the only place they can actually get me. It's when I'm sleeping. It's like they torment me, you know, it's always grabbing my leg in my dream or pull me down or trying to drown me or it's, that's why I don't watch horror movies. You know, I said it was like, I see enough of my dreams, babe. I don't want to watch horror movies. I can't stand them. I don't sleep. It's hard to explain. No, I think that's a fair point. It's you, you kind of live a life that's already filled with enough horror, enough scary things. You don't need to, mm. to do that for fun. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that thrill. You know, I've got it. <laughs> yeah. Had it. So what, what do you think of the, the paranormal and, and all that after everything that you've been through? Do you think it's something that, you know, a lot more people need to take a little bit more seriously because, you know, the the things that we talk about on this podcast, as you know, they're, they're very fringe and I guess a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it. Um, and, and, you know, it's honestly the whole reason I do this podcast is to let people come on the come on here and share their encounters, you know, share the things that happen to them to let people aren't to let people know that they're not alone or anything like that. You know, what's your what's your thoughts or I guess uh, I guess an, another way to, to put that is, you know, like any words of wisdom to anyone kind of experiencing this type of stuff? Talk about it with people who understand it, either been through it or will it actually accept it and listen to you other than brush you off because getting brushed off is, is nothing worse because it makes you feel more <sighs> cornered. You know, it makes you push, it makes you pull back on those emotions, which make it make it so much more worse. Yes, it's good to talk about it, but to the right people, for sure. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, 
lemon and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 